I want you all to feel welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast. It's Thursday movie review with the crew. <laughs> And today we're bringing a killer one. Mm. One that we've been holding ever so dearly to try to kill. Ever so gently. And today we're doing The Wolf of Wall Street. Directed by uh, Scorsese. And well, one of the best cast. We're going to get into it. Leo, my favorite actor. I mean, this guy is... I have a thing. I wish I was a young girl so I could go out with him. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> so I want to start off by saying Wolf of Wall Street is like in my top 10. Leo DiCaprio should have won an Oscar for that. I think Jonah Hill should have won an Oscar for supporting actor. I just think it's an amazing movie. For people that don't know, we actually made a podcast about this film that lasted like two hours <laughs> and we decided yeah nobody's gonna listen to that <laughs> <laughs> so but this is how much this movie at least you know speaking for myself makes me you know just makes me get hot everything about it i fucking love it uh even the start of the movie gets you right on it uh, i love how scorsese does this shit where he always starts the movie like in in the middle of the storyline instead of like because a lot of movies sometimes start with a origin story and that sometimes is boring because you're not yet invested in the character so you're like okay so he was born in ohio but when they get you when when the movie starts with the motherfucker flying a helicopter all drugged up and landing almost killing everybody in his house you're like oh shit i want to know how this starts so I think it's a, it's a perfect Scorsese uh, strategy there to start it off. Um, but yeah, you guys are dressed apart. I mean, we all are. But when I look at you, I see more commitment. You know, I see the crypto bros. I see, you know, you, you guys are the type of people that I want to buy shit from. I want to trust all of my life savings in my family's. Um, <laughs> um, what's, what's the word? Uh assets you know with you guys you guys you guys look like you're trustworthy people let, let, me, let, me you, let me sell you this pen real quick <laughs> uh but look before we even get started with the movie review with the crew i think this movie deserves for everybody who's listening to this to take a shot take a hit take a bomb take a whatever it is that you're you're you're, you're choosing to do why you're why you're listening to this? Because I'm about to I'm about to take a a sip of this. Oh, well, I'm, so, I'm I'm so glad that, <laughs> yeah, that, that could have gone. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I was here like, fuck, what's gonna happen? Yeah, I thought we were gonna have to start this one again. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Where the loose? <laughs> Bro, a what, frosting, uh, extra frosting, John. Bro, one of the one of the craziest <laughs> lines in the movie where they, when they're in the yacht and they're like about to die, he's like, 
I will not die sober. Get the fucking loot. <laughs> Dude. That and the whole movie so in character. I, I don't know who I'm gonna check who won the Oscar that year because he was robbed. Yeah, he was robbed. <laughs> so many memes that came out of that movie, man. Yo, just Dude. for the dance that he did at his wedding. Just the just the fucking dance. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Get off the phone. <laughs> the phone. <laughs> Get the fuck off the phone. <laughs> Bro, that that's, that scene is so like nerve wracking. Oh my goodness! And then he starts choking. Oh my god! Oh my god! Jordan, Jordan, he's choking. Jordan, Jordan. He's got fucking kids, goddamn it. <laughs> Man, she did really good in that movie too. Yeah, she's sex, really sexy ass bitch. Oh, oh my god, sexy yeah. ass bitch. I won't say more because uh, I re have respect. I have respect. <laughs> but God, Daniel Day Lewis won it for what movie? What the f for Lincoln? Yo, fuck uh... that. I never saw that movie. Was that movie any good? Oh, we're going to have to watch it now. We're going to have to watch it. I, yeah, I want to see why he took it from Leo. How? Damn it. Gosh darn it. Well, this guy? I mean, he's yeah. nasty. He did great in Gangs of New York in 2002. He's gangster in everything he does. Let me sure of you. Gangs of New York, yeah. There will be blood then. That, that one that's a, that's a, a Scorsese film too, right? There will be blood. There will be uh, blood. Is that a Scorsese? No, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, but it's a uh, Daniel De Lewis. Yeah, so Daniel De Lewis one. Okay, so tell me what you guys think of this movie. <laughs> you know, I'm having a hard time coming up with conversation since we did go into depth about it for like two hours. <laughs> so I'm thinking that I'm going to be repeating myself, but for the viewers, that's not the case. Um, so, I mean, just to start having, you know, the whole scene where he's in the helicopter starting off the film, you know how like Scorsese does it where he starts like halfway through and then. Yeah, that's like, what I just like, fucking said. <laughs> I was trying to get to, <laughs> to the part where he's sorry, okay, sorry, so, that's okay. You know, I, no, thanks a lot. Thanks, a, thanks a lot. <laughs> no, because I just felt that you came out so naturally on it. It's like, you know, how Scorsese always starts a movie in the middle. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure. Uh, play, plagiarism, much with the fight. <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Too eh? soon? Too soon to steal? <laughs> All right. So let, let's talk about the cast. Leo DiCaprio, you know, um, we we got uh, Margot Robbie, Jonah Hill, um, John Bernthal. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's, it's funny because John Bernthal actually looks a lot more like the actual guy that plays, that, I mean, that, that's actually, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort than than Leo does, but bro, Leo takes the cake with this one. Ah, man. You think so? I don't. I don't think he looks more like Jordan Belfort. 
like John Bernthal, like just like looking at him, like visually, not not his uh, like his character or his way. I mean, of I, I I think what John is coming from is because they're they're both more rugged. Mm-hmm. But I think I mean, well, nothing against John Ben Benthrall, but like I, this character could have only been pulled off by Leo, you know, like the 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 range of this of the character. But I get what you mean. But I think Leo embodied the character, even if he doesn't look exactly like him. He embodied what the guy was. And to a fucking T. <laughs> like it took me a long time to realize that this movie was a masterpiece because it comes off a little bit like a fun movie. You know, like a like oh fuck around. But after I've I've seen this movie about like ten times. And every time I watch it, I'm like, man, it's such a fucking masterpiece. How everything matches. When you see Jonah Hill, you 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 almost don't recognize as Jonah Hill. Um, the other guy, Stupley, Stupley, uh, the guy that was fat, he became fit. He was. I mean, he's not. Oh, really a guy a, from uh, American History X and Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah, my name is Earl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ethan Stupley. I mean, he's not in many scenes, but he, he does good. Uh, Rugrat. I don't even know who that guy is. He's funny. Um, <laughs> the dad. He's a famous actor. Jordan Matthew Joseph. McConaughey. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Just a little piece that he had. I wish he was in it more. Yeah. There was never a, a dull moment in the whole movie. Yeah, I know, dude. Each scene was epic in its own right. Had a good mix of it being funny, entertaining, and also informative of all that happened. I think uh, Martin Scorsese does a great job in in shooting movies that that go through the timeline of a like a crime boss and shows their their rise and then their demise. He does that very well. It doesn't get boring at all, and it's crazy because it's a three hour movie. And we've seen a lot of three hour movies and we reviewed them, and if they feel like ten. Or we've even seen what was the one that was like an hour and it felt like three. Yeah, an hour and thirty minutes shut in. Shut in, yeah. That I'm, sorry, ben, I'm sorry, Ben Shapiro. The thing is, you guys, because you guys, you guys are always smoking marijuana, you cannot even understand the movie because you guys you don't even connected <laughs> to the Judeo Christian value, so you don't even know what's happening, right? You don't even know what's happening. But what really was happening there is there was a daughter that was being saved by Jesus by Lord Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian does it better. If you guys, you guys need to search on our clips. You have uh, Adrian as Jordan, uh, fuck, Adrian as Ben Shapiro uh, reacting to our reaction to the movie. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. This you guys movie, think that yeah. he sh- you think that he should still be in jail for everything that he did, all the people that he defrauded, like the every like the whole game he was playing because he's out now and he's making a killing. I always have a, a dilemma with this. Because every time you see movies about some like what they call white collar crime, which I think is a bullshit ass term, like these are crimes, you know what I mean? Like even more impactful. You know why? Because the, the scalability that you have, you know, like it's true. A violent crime does have this strong fear, right? Emotional, that, right? But a person can only hurt so many. People at once, right? Unless you're Jeffrey Dahmer or something. Right. I mean, or, or you know, 
you go into like a Las Vegas hotel, very well prepared. And, okay. But even then, you can't really scale. Like if you were really a villain, right? You're a villain. It's hard to like get those numbers up. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But when it comes to these white collar crimes, you can scale your theft, your fraud, where you don't need extra people to go sell the Herbalife product. No, no. It just happens through the net. So in a way, it's like they're even more dangerous and, and they're causing a lot of harm. It's just that the harm is not as easily seen because it's nobody that's bloody or somebody that got shot in the head, but it's thousands and thousands of families from low-income households that were fucking thieved out of money, you know? Because those, you know, they're like, what were they called? The blue chips? No, the white chips. The penny stocks. The penny stocks. So do you think he should still be locked up? Because it came out on the news the other day that he's uh, charging 40 grand for a two-day crypto workshop. Which is essentially the same thing that I put. And you know, in and you know what's fucked? A few years back, I was listening to him, not a lot, but I like to. I like to listen to everybody. I think the best, you know, Nebrowski Doodles, even though our IQ level is very limited, we have always encouraged that you listen to both sides, right? And always right. make your decisions, right? Don't ever, not even us. Like if we, if you guys look at us and you're like, oh fuck, you guys are like role models to me, you know? I mean, that's pretty sad. But if you do, like, <laughs> like. Don't believe us. Like, why? Right? No, no. You make your own decisions. You find out. So I like to look at both sides. And then that's how I lost my train of thought. Right? <laughs> well, you listen, you, you're saying that you listen to Jordan Belfort's podcast. Right. So Jordan, Jordan Belfort, I'm like, okay, listen to this guy. And the guy makes sense. He's smart. And he used to talk shit about crypto. He's like, look, man, I'm more of a gold guy. I don't see where the value is. I, it almost seems like a fraud. And now all of a sudden, Adrian tells me, that he's now he's like an NFT guy, $40,000 to give you an NFT, what, like a little workshop and shit? What the fuck? Two-day workshop. He's marketing himself as a crypto mastermind. <laughs> so this is a part where I'm like, I can still give him props for like being a G and like, and like being able to grow in a jungle and, and did what it did. I mean, you, you always got to give props to somebody that broke rules and, and just fucking thrusted themselves in, in some sort of place and succeeded, right? Even if it's, that success comes with illegalities. But it's like, okay, you're still a fucking con man, right? Like, And the movie ends, and, and, and we talked about this in, in the original podcast that we spoke where I felt that at the end, they make you, at least the director wants you to feel that whatever he ends up doing, like being like a self-help guru, is for like chumps. Yeah, and I, in, the, in that last scene when they pan out to the audience that's listening to a seminar and they all look like a bunch of dorks. Yeah, and they're like, sell me this penny. He's like, this penny is beautiful. This penny is nice. And it like, has ink. Yeah, so... And it's almost fucked up. It's almost like, you know, and it feels like the people that follow him still got to, and I don't want to be a piece of shit, man, because I know people that like do Herbalife or like Avon or what's the other one, like Mary Kate, and they're not bad people or dumb people, but for some reason, 
they're not able to understand when like that little thing that you see when you're like, oh yeah, these incentives don't make sense. Yeah. As simple as that, you know, like Herbalife. Okay. So I'm not selling to the end consumer. I'm selling to people and I got to convince them that they will be yeah. eventually selling to other people that will be selling eventually to other people that will be selling eventually to other people to consumers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't worry about the consumers. Yeah. So who the fuck is going to drink this shit? That's the worst part of those. Cause they make the people that are selling it, they pitch to them. Like you need to know what you're selling. Right. And what you're, pro you're proposing other people to sell. So you need to buy all the products. So you understand the product, even though you're not selling the product, they still start buying it. Let's follow That's what happened a lot with Monet was another one that came out recently. Let's follow this lead because this movie to simplify it, that's what it is. They had a little pyramid scheme thingy going on, but it's just in the stock market, right? Like in your case with Monet, they do like what? Like little creams and shit. They sell hair products. Is it the case that you know someone that got involved in said business? Uh, yeah. Half of the girls that I went to high school with were selling it right. on Instagram like it's, two years it, ago. It, it's funny because all you motherfuckers treated me bad and now you're asking me to buy your products. So <laughs> how... <laughs> what, would, what do you think? And I'm, it's an open question here. Open forum, John. You can speak. I know you're high as fuck. <laughs> I know you're talking about. What is it that... <laughs> he, he, dude, this guy is so paranoid. He like, even took his glasses off. Like, oh, shit. Well, they, they, they notice? Fuck. Fuck that. <laughs> Look, what makes people fall for this type of bullshit? The idea that that money can be acquired easily uh, through just getting other people to to consume that, aside from the fact that they they see these numbers, they're like, oh, that's that's easy. Just get two hundred and forty six people to buy thirty dollars worth of product, <laughs> and and you and you're 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 on your way to half a million. You know. <laughs> I think they sell them the dream and then they always have one, the first person that made it or the first like three people at the top that are the ones like, look, she got the, the pink Escalade. She's making six <laughs> figures. She doesn't work a nine to five. If she can do it and she has herpes, you can too. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. They have the poster child and then those people at the top continue to make the money because that's how the, the game works. And then they keep funneling all the people that are, they try for a few months and then they're out. I think it's people that don't have a strong like business acumen and then they go into it and then they don't realize what they're in until they've already wasted a ton of money. This is the thing, right? Like I'm very skeptical and it's actually, it's a problem. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because it saves me from being scammed, but it also um, denies me the chance of opportunities in life. Right? Because whenever an opportunity comes to me, I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't trust you. Why do you want to? <laughs> hey, Kiko, you want a blowjob? Yeah. <laughs> it's never been this easy. Mm. No, wait. Do you want, <laughs> do you want infinite blowjobs? Because I, if you keep on getting people to go, uh, go below you, you could go down 
10, 11, 12, 13 levels to, to infinity. Like you could go as far as, as humanly possible. What they don't, what they don't realize is that after level eight, you'd have to get more people than that exist than on the planet earth. Like, because it, it keeps like multiplying like a squared squared or to the third power to the fourth, depending on how many people you need per level and shit, you know? Let me clarify what my boy just said right there. <laughs> oh. We went back to the pyramid or we were yeah, talking yeah, about he, he, blow yeah, job. He, All right. he went he went blowjob and then back to the pyramid and, and okay. did a metaphor there. I don't even <laughs> I don't even think matches, but I got it. I got it. Mm. I felt myself, I'm like, wait, um did I forget the topic? And he's like, oh no, no, this motherfucker took us on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so what John is saying is that they always tell you, like, hey, dude, all you gotta do is get five people, right? And then tell those five people to get five people, right? <laughs> and, and you start going and creating each step, right? So it's you, then you're five, then those five have their each five, which makes 25. What John is saying is if you do that six times, which is not that, like it does, it's not that many people for a one, like it doesn't seem like a lot. You do that six times, you cover the world population. <laughs> so mathematically right. speaking, the amount of product they are saying they could sell is impossible. It's not enough, but we're going to have to find some Martians <laughs> to, to, to eat these milkshakes because there's not enough humans. They just buy the product and pour it into the ocean. And this happens with all of this bullshit, like Mary Kay. But anyway, let's go back to the movies. But I, I, I thought it was a good, it was a good like sort of parallel because at the end of the day, when they're selling these stocks, a lot of what they're doing is they get an inside scoop of the stock, they buy really low, then they sell it really high, and then they leave. And, and it's pretty much what's that thing? What's that crime called when you're boosting stocks to sell? Bump and dump. Bump and dump. But is that really a crime? It is a crime. I mean, like that's not that's not the, that's not really the crime though. Like pumping them is not a crime. That's like, just a term, but I don't know. Well, I mean, the, I think that the, the 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 crime term itself, if you want to fucking sorry, this motherfucking is a litigator. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called inside trading. Okay, yeah, that would be a, a more. <laughs> No, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. The bros could do is gotta check each other. I appreciate it, but it, it was a little, <laughs> it was a little hostile. <laughs> is that what pump and dump? Is that, is that how it's written in the rule books? <laughs> is that how it's written in the constitution? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's insider trading. Insider trading. That's for people that don't know. That's when you know what's gonna happen with a stock value because you have inside information, and you use that to your advantage to gain from it meaning you sell right before everything falls to the ground because you know shit inside and that happens all insider, the time is it insider trading if they're artificially giving the stock value how so if they don't know they're just creating the the need out of thin air because they're telling everybody to buy this product there's not not necessarily in getting information from the company for it to violate uh, inside trading policy. I think the inside trading comes when you do something to that benefits you and fucks and fucks others and you're deceitful. Meaning you are investing a stock 
and you pump the stock. You're always talking about how this company is going to continue to grow, right? That's fine. You're supporting your product. What's not right and will be considered insider trading is if you promote the brand, you say how big it is, and when it goes up, you hiddenly sell 80% of your stocks and fucking bail, and that company goes to the ground. Well, I think it, it's based on the conflict of interest. If you work for the for the company or have family that does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly yeah. how it works. So let's, let's talk about some some crazy, funny movie uh, scenes in the in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. We're talking about a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, One of the classic scenes to me is when they're when he's talking to Jonah Hill, who's Donnie. Hmm. And he's like, hey, man, I hear that your wife is your cousin and shit. And like, isn't that like a... And, and of course, he's like, yeah, well, I mean, she's my... Ah, not really, but yeah, she's my cousin. Like, she's, yeah, she's like the daughter of my mom's brother. But yeah, she's my cousin. Yeah, I, I was just like, if anybody's going to fuck her, you know, it's going to be me, right? Me. Oh, no, yeah, I get it. And what about, <laughs> yeah, what about when they... If, what about the babies? Do they come out with problems? Like, ah, yeah, I mean, there's 60% chance, but uh, no, they came out good. And then, <laughs> so what would have happened if, like, they come out? Well, you know, I mean, I would just, you know, take a drive up, up the valley and, and, you know, just open the door and, you know, just let them go, you know. Free, but little buddy, you're free. <laughs> <laughs> Leo DiCaprio's like, I was like, nah, nah, of course not, man. I'll, I'll take him to, like, an institution that will know how to take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great comedic scene how he gives you that, that you know, that two-piece. Where you're like, oh, poof, and then, ah, oh, pa. You think he writes those jokes? Jonah Hill? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he they improvise a lot. But they got to have great writers for this movie. That's one thing that Scorsese has. Like, you, you can tell he has great writers. He doesn't, I think, he knows he's great at directing. And he doesn't feel intimidated if he gets other great people that do other things that he might not be the best at. Because I don't think he writes these things. He cannot. I mean, he's what like. Yeah, no, it's too much. He's like ninety-eight. He's, gotta have people. he's ninety-eight. <laughs> like he can. He doesn't know like the lingo of like. Yeah, well, no, because Jonah Hill is consistently funny in a, most of the movies that he does. Yeah, yeah. and in different scenes too. Like uh, when he was fucking with John Bernthal, I love the interaction between both of them when they were on scene together. Like I, you like, I think you like me, like me. <laughs> I get this weird feeling when you look at me, like. Bro, and, and he really was able to, to convey that emotion where you're like, yo, I want to beat the fuck out of you, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you're so annoyed at him. You're like, bro, we're like, we're doing some serious like business here. And you still like, like I've, I'm with Bertrand there. Like, I'm like, yo, I want to fuck this guy up. <laughs> yeah, he was really annoying. <laughs> John Bernthal, the fucking character. Nah, Working nah. out, talking to the kids. Nah, <laughs> he fucking flicks a guy in the dick with a bat. <laughs> you fuck with that dick? <laughs> Selling Xanax to the fucking high schoolers, bro. Such a dirt. <laughs> such a dirtbag, like, character. Where's your sister? Bring your sister around. Let her watch. Let her watch. <laughs> Dude, has she asked about me? <laughs> <laughs> she wants something to do with you, bro. Bro, but that that guy, such a great actor, right? Yeah. And he's so and he's so 
I don't mean I, I know he's been in big movies, but I think this is the the movie that I can remember where he's with the most like stars, like killers, you know, and he feels so confident, you know, he delivers like a like a G, you know what I mean? Like his energy is like that big big dick energy. Well, he's like that in every movie that he's in. Yeah, but he's like that in movies, and and he yeah he's with the shows. Right I mean, he's a Punisher for fuck's sake. I mean, I mean, yeah. he just hasn't been in a movie that like he he's the star. I, I'm going through his uh I, I his almost, IMDb. I almost I feel like I don't know. I know it sounds fucked, but I almost feel like he's he he's a supporting actor. Like, and and that's not like a knock, knockoff or knockdown. Knock, or a knock. Just yeah. a knock. Just a knock, Kiko. Sorry, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I'm learning the lingo. It's not a knock on John, but I think there's actors that are good at being supporting actors, and they're good at that. Like Leo DiCaprio, could you see Leo as a supporting actor? He, nah, drive, he, he drives he, too he, much. He, yeah, he takes he takes over the scene. But I, I think this guy can do it. I mean, he's done it with all the shows that he's been in. Yeah, but dude, I mean, those are and like... He, yeah, those are jokes. I mean, but that's for like little kids, you know, bro. <laughs> come, on, get, come on, let's get real, bro. Fucking Punisher. I mean, it's a little, little superhero movies, bro. Punisher, Daredevil, Walking Dead. He was in King Richard. Well, he's supporting there, so... Fucking Rick yeah, yeah. Machi. He's a Punisher is rated R, isn't it? Isn't there like oh, uh, oh, sorry? Or PG thirteen. I don't know. Bro, all those movies suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all and, I gotta see that show on uh, HBO. We gotta review that shit. Which one? So we own this city. The one about the, the crime in oh, in Baltimore yeah. that was committed by the police and stuff. The fucking the whites. The Walking Dead was the first time that I saw him, and and he was Ooh. really good. But he was also a supporting actor, which is it's it's weird that you mentioned that. Now you're now I'm kind of seeing it, you know. You seeing it? You see? No, I just think people like Jonah Hill. I mean, he's done. He's done. I, I think he's also a, a, a better supporting actor, even though he's he's had leading roles too, on those whatever, you know, little coming of age movies. Moneyball. I think he won the Oscar for that one. That's a supporting. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, and he doesn't knock him down. Like that's. It doesn't mean that that the, the other guy. So, there are actors that are supporting actors that I consider better actors and more talented than the leading guy, but it's just that they are more. You know what it is? I even think it's harder to be the supporting actor. In a movie. I. Like, I feel like the supporting actor, like, he's the kind of guy that requires, like, he, he needs the energy of the lead actor to then react and, and produce, like, and shine on his own, but as a reactionary to the, to the lead, you know? Well, I give him a little even more credit, like, not even just reactionary. I think that they create themselves and they make the lead react. Mm. You know who I would prefer to be a supporting actor than a lead in a lot of the stuff that he does? Oscar Isaac. Fucking 100% agree. 
That's don't like him as a lead. I don't. I don't either. And you know what it is? You know what? Yo, you bring this up. I, I mean, this guy wants to work with us in the future. I mean, you know, you know it's all good. <laughs> but I don't see the hype. I'm cool with him. He's he's decent. Great actor. But this yeah. hype, like Oscar Isaac, like bro, chill out, man. And you know, don't get me wrong. He's Honduran. You know, Adrian's oh, half on. Yeah, he's Honduran. Adrian's half on. Right. I take half back on. what I said. <laughs> you, you know, my cousin's half Honduran. I got, I got love for my Honduran people, the pupusas and things. I got it. You know, not so much for the, you know, I'm not into the crime stuff, but like the cool stuff, I'm cool with. <laughs> but it, this hype, like I don't see, I don't, I don't like him as a leading act, actor either. He has this little way of talking, like very, lo- like, yes, like, yes. <laughs> he did that movie, Counting Cards. What's it called? Counting Cards or the Card Counter? Horrible was it with Tiffany Haddish, which was he? Was he the lead? He we was talked the about lead. that movie. Didn't we talk about that movie in one of our? Nah, movies? we were going to, but yeah, funny. We yeah. talked about it through the Google Keep. Uh, John never saw it, so we didn't. Okay, and and, and good thing you didn't, John, because that, that shit was terrible. <laughs> well, I think that this movie, uh, one of my top ten. It's in my top ten for for sure. For sure, with uh, along with the Big Short. To me, it felt it has a lot of similarities with the Big Short, where like every scene pushes the story forward, but every scene is interesting in itself. Like, like you could start watching this movie. Let's say you came home and this and there, you know, this movie is on TV, which wouldn't be right. You have to go through Netflix. But let's say it was on TV. It doesn't matter where you're watching it from. You co- you can continue to watch it and enjoy it because every scene is, a, is can stand on its own. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're filled with good cinematography. <laughs> cinematography. <laughs> cinematography. So yeah, dude, all around amazing movie. And yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Man, Wolf of Wall Street. It's one of those movies you can watch again with the boys and just fucking have fun. I, I literally just watched it when, uh, to review it with you guys. Like, I hadn't seen it before. Oh, you had not? Oh, fuck. You enjoyed it? Oh, very. A lot. Did you guys have a feeling at all of trying the lemons? Hell yeah. Quaaludes? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I can, would love to see what the, the hype is all about. I can, I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. I wanted to try just one, though. I, 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 I couldn't imagine myself being like, completely out of you know like commission so if, if you were able to find that now that would be like a pill from 50 years ago yeah i don't i wouldn't take that I mean, <laughs> based on the research that i've done um i think they still make some sort of variant of it of that type okay um, and, but and what, what's like, it called legally, these days uh, i i can't talk about it um, but basically, the fuck, dude? Not, you, own, <laughs> you own a pharmaceutical? <laughs> Is that a trading? It, it's, not, <laughs> it's not. It's not the same formula, but it, it has a similar effect. All right, all right, John. You need to elaborate. <laughs> how do you? How do you know this? I, I'm not allowed to discuss this. <clears throat> this guy's like at the end of the of the Wolf, Wolf Street movie, where he's like, he's mic'd. He's like, bro. <laughs> right on a piece of paper. I might. I might. I might. <laughs> oh man! Just one thing I wanted to talk about. Do you think at the end of the day, 
these people, you know, in, in the movies, they look like these badasses that took chances and, you know, fuck and take cocaine out of horses' ass. I mm. mean, wh- horse, like a whore, not like a horse. My accent sometimes fucks up the way that I'm trying to say <laughs> shit. It's like, because they, they idolize them. But at the same time, they, they're just criminals. Like, they, you know? But I, I thought that's where you're going in the beginning of it when you were talking about Scorsese and how, how he... And how he gets into the, the character story and the whole biography. Um, but yeah, throughout the beginning of the movie, you see like all the fun that they're having and, and you kind of want to be in that guy's shoes, like making a ton of money, having sex all the time, doing a bunch of drugs and everything and life is going good. But I, I think they do a good job in showing his downfall towards the end where he loses his family. He loses his money. He goes to jail. He snitches on his friends. Like, and then it makes you think twice, like, man, maybe, maybe it's not what it, what it seems. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think that the movie is honest in showing you that he's a piece of shit too, but Leo is so good that you, you're always sympathetic with his character, right? Like you're always on his side a little bit, right? Yeah, whole time you're rooting for him not to get caught by the SEC. <laughs> the fucking SEC. Yeah. You know, NCC, the fucking SEC. You know what we do like, with subpoenas? <laughs> like when he was on the yacht, the one the, the <laughs> FBI was on the yacht trying to get stuff out of him and he just tells him to go to hell. I was oh, rooting for him. Yeah, that was a fucking amazing scene. That's one of the best scenes in cinematography history. You know what we do with subpoenas? <laughs> All right, so... Let's give it a score. Let's give it a score. <clears throat> I'm going to give it a 9.5 and I don't give it a 10 just because I'm too much of a bitch and I need to leave a little bit of room for if, you know, maybe next year Johnny Depp, after he solves his issue with his fucking evil bitch, he comes out with a banger <laughs> movie, fucking Edward Scissorhands 2 and kills it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a 10. But I gave... That other movie at 10, so I'm gonna give it a 9.5 just you know to keep it safe. I'll give it a nine. Mm-hmm. What's up, John? What about you? Uh, I mean, definitely it was it was a really good movie. Um I really enjoyed it being the first time watching it. Uh really enjoyed the the cinematography. The, you know the time style like the 90s um all the <laughs> all the parties the wild parties that they had with the, with the midget throwing and the and the rampant sex and drugs it was uh it was nice it was fun it looked like it looked like fun um definitely a, a 9.5 in my book and i'd watch it again not with your family with the boys or in like having it in the background in an orgy or something like that, that'd be nice to have right. it, to watch it. All right. Well, you know, DJ BJ always takes it to the next level. You know, he, <laughs> he does dwell in the underground worlds of the electronic music and we don't judge him. You know, we love him. He's been with us for, <laughs> for too long now, but I want to. <laughs> He'll definitely be there at my bachelor party though. I want to. <laughs> oh, I want to. 
I want to close off the podcast with a little energy and bring it to you guys. And I want to thank you for joining us and always being there and letting us know what you think about the podcast that we do. I want you to subscribe. I want you to share it. I want you to take it to your little mommy. And I want you to take it to your grandma's house. You let her know that this is the one back of this house. Eco Flow and the Fugazi. We got it in flow. And we also got DJ BJ in the show. Peace. Peace.